Welcome to Living Water Radio. Do rocks have feelings? Do they have needs and aspirations? If they could talk, what would they say? Today, we're going to find out, at least on one day anyway. My name is Pastor David Burkettall. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a Christian Church Disciples of Christ, United Church of Christ ordained minister, focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the more than 100 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Between the two of us, we have over 80 years of ordained ministry experience. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. Jesus entered Jerusalem at the head of a parade on the day that we celebrate as Palm Sunday. In a few days, he was dead. But, as we described last time, for this brief moment, people were going nuts for him. They spread their outer garments on the road before him to show their submission to his authority. They cut down branches of palm, as was done for civil or military parades. The Bible in Luke 19's version of events says that the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen. They celebrated the King who comes in the name of the Lord. All this suggested the Messiah, the Anointed One, the One who had been longed for and promised by the prophets for 1,000 years, the One who would be their Deliverer. Many thought the Messiah would come as a king like King David and deliver them from the latest of many occupying empires, the Romans. The Pharisees, members of a religious party of highly observant laymen, only men could be Pharisees, were upset. Maybe they thought that Jesus, being called the Messiah, was blasphemy. Or maybe they were worried that the Romans would hear the shouts of, Blessed is the King, as an insurrection and put it down in a crushing and innocent and indiscriminate fashion. Either way, we see their response and Jesus' answer in Luke 19, 39 and 40. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. That's an indication that something significant and unstoppable is happening. You may remember or have heard about a mid-1970s fad where people bought a product called a pet rock. The joke was that, unlike other pets, the pet rock required no grooming, walking, special food or beverages, no doctor visits, or house-sitting when you are away. In fact, your pet rock didn't do anything requiring maintenance at all, and it certainly didn't shout out. What would it take for a rock to shout? I'd say that it would take an act of God. It would take something so positively life-changing that if people didn't shout out about it, God would arrange things for the rocks to shout out. What do you think that a shouting rock would sound like? I'd guess that it would have a gravelly voice. (laughs) You'd want a pet rock then, wouldn't you, if it was a shouting rock? And what would it say? Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven, and glory in the highest heaven. And what was happening that called for shouts of praise? Jesus was coming.
the pivotal event in human history was about to happen. People were created for a living relationship with the one true living God. People rejected that relationship and brought evil into the world. Now God was going to die to restore that relationship as a gift by grace through faith, not by human effort. That's something to shout about. Jesus knows he's going to die there, but he rides into town like a boss. It seemed like a victory parade, and in a sense it was. But nobody knew it also was a funeral procession but Jesus. Or if they had heard it from Jesus, they didn't want to know. Now the time was at hand. Jesus had come as the Messiah, the Deliverer, to deliver people from sin, death, and the power of the devil and all the forces that defy God. That would be accomplished on the cross. He enters Jerusalem at the head of the parade to become the head of the church. He does so through his death in humble service to humankind. That is the message of Palm Sunday, the triumph of obedience, the victory of God in flesh. This is Paul's focus in his letter to the church at Philippi in Philippians 25 verses 5 through 11. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross." Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. I mentioned last time that I had played drums in jazz bands in college and seminary and beyond. I wasn't a great drummer, I admit. I didn't want to be. I didn't like to do solos. I was fine being the backbeat, setting the mood, the tempo, the feeling with everyone else. My favorite quote on drumming came from Charlie Watts of the Rolling Stones, who died last year, though I can't find the attribution for the quote. He said, I don't want to be the world's greatest drummer. I want to be the drummer in the world's greatest band. That's us. We are not a collection of individuals. We are a community, the body of Christ, with Jesus as the head and we as members of the body. Among other things, that means that as the head of the church, Jesus is the face of the church. Is he? Is Jesus what people think of when they think of our churches? Is it what we present to people? Is Jesus central to the message we present to the community? Palms were raised on that day of Jesus' entry into Jerusalem. Some of the palms we raise at our Palm Sunday services will be burned to make the ashes for Ash Wednesday. They will be used to make the sign of the cross on our foreheads, and we will hear the words, Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Those are some mighty scary words to most people. But to us, they are presented in the shape of the cross, the shape of victory, Jesus' victory, which the crowds couldn't see past their belief in their own needs and desires. 
If the subvariants don't get a foothold, we may soon have our masks off and we'll be looking at each other's faces again. Will we be able to read expressions? Will others see the face of Jesus in ours? I was standing just south of Sandimas Canyon Road, right next to Sandimas Canyon Park the other day. I was standing next to what I think is a retention basin, where runoff water from the foothills is slowed and held by the rocks and the low areas, so that more of it can soak into the underground aquifers and be tapped later. Not that we've really needed a water retention basin that much lately. We've had several years of drought, so what we have there is a field of rocks. I've heard that there's gold in the foothills above it. We took my sister and her family up there to pan for it when they were visiting from Minnesota. Whatever shiny flecks we found wasn't much, but everyone had fun. What message would these rocks bring that is more precious than gold? What would they say if we weren't being the body of Christ, embodying the face of Jesus to the world? They would say, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Today, let's remember to pray for all those who have yet to get the vaccines and the booster, because they are most at risk to themselves and to others. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer sometime today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at the Revs David and Sally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to either of the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune into the worship service they have available and support your church financially so that it will be fully functioning as we move now out of the variants and back into the new normal. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. They're trying to find their footing. They're trying to keep everybody happy. You know how impossible that is. Support them. Pray for them. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody, contact a friend or a relative, Google a local national hotline, talk with a professional, reach out. You are not alone. There are people around you who will walk with you through this dark time and into the light. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly, get your vaccine. It's the one thing you can do to keep lowering the curve and to literally save lives. Do it for the sake of others. Avoid crowds if you can, and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. We all struggle in some way. Be a helper and an encourager. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, 
and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.